on Rogue Padron. A hot bath and a hot fish, take two. Four Gans and Corrin's a baby. Rogues become pirates. King of the smugglers. Corrin, alone. And a valiant effort. I love that you are now working Avatar The Last Airbender references into Rogue Padron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are just blending together crossover now. if they stole her <laughs> idea i could steal an episode title <laughs> you say they <laughs> as if you're not a part of it <laughs> <laughs> not on those people <laughs> those <laughs> stole our idea <laughs> <laughs> then they could deal with it oh so accurate this is rogue leader all wings report in rogue six standing by rogue seven standing by Rogue Three standing back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Mission 4 of Rogue Padron. Tonight we'll be going over chapters 19 through 24, but before then, quick reminder of your hosts. We have Danny, Rogue 6, and if he was a Pixar character, he would be Flick from A Bug's Life, because hell no is he going to conform to your arbitrary standards of normalcy. Yes. I mean, I like that, but A Bug's Life? Really? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> of all it was the, the original. <laughs> it's the original. What? Wow, Toy Story is waving at you sadly right now, Heath. (laughs) (laughs) The other one I had for you, I didn't want to repeat movies, but the other one I had for you was T-Rex from Toy Story. I'll go with Flick, it's good. Okay. We have Heath, Rogue 3, who would be Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story because he has a lovely wife and he's 100% done with everyone's sh- Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where that one was going to go. Yeah. Just there. <laughs> and- like, you can replace his ears, eyes, nose, and mouth as you please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. The parts of my face are interchangeable. <laughs> he stores them in his butt. It's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> NBD. <laughs> so... We have Seth, Rogue Seven, who would be Eve from Wally because she loves plants and other robots, but who gives a F about humans? Oh my god, I love this so, <laughs> so much. Perfect. Yes. Eve. I love her. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader. And I would be Russell from Up because canonically I am a chubby Asian kid who loves chocolate and infuriates old people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are so good. You, yeah. So, um, speaking of infuriating old people, I, I have two questions about Star Wars. The first one is about Rogue One, because we mm-hmm. always do a Rogue One question. And my question is, how dope is that new poster? It's pretty Hello good. Dope. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Got our answer. <laughs> We're all in agreement there. Um we must. We should probably point out that it has X wings on it. It does. Yes. Also, and the U wing. Jin Erso is definitely a robot. Yes. <laughs> Finally, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Get your hopes up, Saf. There's no way your hopes will be dashed. <laughs> <laughs> no way at all. When does Star Wars ever let me down? There's only one white man on the whole poster. Whoop I mean, whoop. There's a lot of yeah. stormtroopers, but. 
I guess. Yeah. I mean, technically there's two, but the other one has a helmet on and is very right. transparent. Right, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it's Padme. That's the Natalie Portman Darth Vader sound. Yeah. Come right. on. Okay. There's two right. white women on this poster. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we have two females in this movie. Amazing. 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 Um, no, it's beautiful. I just wanted to acknowledge that that came out. And um, by the time you're listening to this, we'll have all seen a third trailer, too. So um, good timing on our part. Yay. <laughs> We're awesome. I'm going to say in advance that I really like the stuff with Chira in it. And that will yes. probably capture my opinions on it. Yeah. The Darth Vader, Vader breathing was very ominous. Um, and Jen was a badass, as always. Asians! Yeah. Woo! I like seeing Phoenix some cape more is so off. sexy. Oh, that cape. I mean, this is just. <laughs> I can't believe the Death Star was sideways, though. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> Death Star does what it wants. Who's driving that thing? <laughs> okay, my second question um, is not about Rogue One. It's about Star Wars Rebels because we had a very Rogue Padron relevant episode last week. So, just real quick, wanted to get your thoughts. What did you think of the introduction of Wedge Antilles and that other rando pilot on Star uh, Wars Rebels? I haven't He's watched awesome. it yet. Heath! <laughs> I know, I know. I will say this this is no spoilers because I no, care about you. You can give spoilers. I don't care. I like it's know like, what happened. I mean, I'm not, I don't really care about the plot at all. Um, Wedge is amazing. Part one. And uh, I feel like Hobby got the appropriate intro. Well, we understand that one day. One day. Several like- years from now. When we actually <laughs> get to Starfighters of Adumar. <laughs> I really like that Wedge was useless. Like, he's kind of a hot mess in Rebels as well. Wedge is- but we know Wedge. We know Wedge is a hot mess. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad they stuck to that. I'm glad yeah. the canon is reinforcing this 100%. It's like yeah. 100% A for effort, but like F for actual execution. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I as someone who's not as steeped in the uh wedge and hobby fandom, like I thought the best part of the episode was Sabine cuz she's a character that I've watched from the beginning and her line, her that's cute line was just so perfect for both the character of Wedge and her character. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Did Wedge try to date someone who has a husband? <laughs> no, yet. but there's time. Oh okay, my god, what time. if Kanan like dies and then him and Hera almost get together and then Kanan, oh then Kanan comes back. Oh perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're listening, Dave. I'm so ready for it. Oh Dear Dave, we thought of season three for you. <laughs> we have a oh, I want it. I want oh it. God. That's amazing. <laughs> Take it away, Rogue Leader. Oh, me now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so chapters 19 through 24. <clears throat> we start off back with our good old friend, Erisi. And she is on a mis- mission as a leader of the TD, whatever, Typheria Home Defense Force. And she, so she's flying a TIE Interceptor on the way to Halonet, and probably it's not for hot fish. She makes a really dumb joke about TIE Fighters and about how they call them squints, but they're so bad that they should call them winces. Ugh. And it's just, I'm out. <laughs> Cr- cringeworthy. 
Like Eresy, you have zero redeeming factors. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this was the like this is the first time we've gotten a narration from her perspective too, and like right off the bat. Garbage. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Eresy. So we find out that she's already butted heads with Isard and does not think highly of her or her overinflated ego, which pot kettle black Eresy. <laughs> 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 Because Eresy really pulled for having X-Wings be the ships for, of the um, Tidarian home defense for us. But Isara didn't want anything that even remotely resembled something that has to do with the New Republic. So, vetoed. We, fu- we see that Eresy has seen video of the Ashurn raid on Typhara, which had Eresy's father naked and dead. And... She is pretty mad about it, as she should be. Mm-hmm. The hollows that circulated also managed to grab a still of a yella, and Eresy decides that this is a personal decoration of war from her for betraying Corrin Horn. I... Everything's about Corrin. So yeah, not <laughs> only does Corrin think everything's about Corrin. <laughs> Everything is always right. about Corrin to everybody, and I hate it. I love seeing evil Eresy, but I hate that it's coming at the cost of taking like all the main female characters and pitting them against each other over yeah. over freaking over Cor- Corrin. Like, if, it was, if it was Wedge, maybe I'd be able to forgive them or Tycho, but Corrin. Corrin. I hate this trope. Yeah, I'm with you, Danny. I'm so uh-huh. with you. I just, I love, like, I really like seeing Arisi as like an actual evil lady, but I'm just like, it's constantly about Merex or something. Like, it's constantly like, she's evil. She betrayed them, but it's still like petty stuff that keeps getting them down about it. Right. Like, imagine if she actually worked with Isard, and they were just like, yeah, let's kill everybody together, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, imagine. I shouldn't have been surprised that all that Yellow was doing was just making the guy naked when he was dead, but, like, I don't know what I expected out of that, but it wasn't yeah, actually like, that. Yeah, like, I thought it'd be something more, but it's not. It's just that they took his clothes. It seems yeah. like... Yella feels like she's just been characterized very inconsistently here because, like, a lot of the time she seems really mature and cool, but other times, like this, like, she seems like this weird high school girl is like, hee hee hee, look what I'm gonna do! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's just it that will. a lot of these characters aren't strongly characterized some of the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I miss Wiz. I wish Wiz would come back. Well, do miss Wiz. <laughs> Wiz he was a great character. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jan Wiz. <laughs> so, Eresy and her squad bomb the moon, and now the captain and her are going to take a walk through the city to tell everyone they suck and kill innocents. So, cool, Imperials. You're sure are living up to your name. <laughs> We get a cutscene to On the Moon, and surprise, Gavin's there! Slash, nobody actually thought he really died. <laughs> we find out that after the Corruptor showed up, Gavin broke away and went into a blind hyperspace jump, which is a huge thing you should never do. And so, after 15 seconds in hyperspace, he reverted to real space, and I guess that's really a thing, and he made dozens of jumps to make sure that no one could track him as he's on his way back to Yagdul, and he ended up on Helenit, hoping that Corin might still be there after they had dropped off their latest uh, back-to-delivery, and because it's also pretty easy to get back to their home base from there. 
But he's out of fuel, and so he had to wait for two days for them to synthesize it for him. Gavin reached a new level of badass in this. I know. Like a, a blind hyperspace jump. That's like the scariest thing. It's so brave. Because <laughs> like you're literally probably going to fly into a planet and explode into smithereens. Right, and I especially... Mean, oh, go ahead. I guess when you're coming up against like a big ass star destroyer, you're kind of like, well, I could die here or I could die trying to escape, maybe escaping. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, especially because Gavin admit Gavin has always had a problem with astronavigation. So even if the blind hyperspace jump wasn't dangerous, there's a pretty good chance that he just might be effed when it comes to actually finding his way home. Mm-hmm. So bless he knows you, Gavin. His strengths. You are so brave. <laughs> Other important things in this chapter, we find out that Gavin's R2 unit is named Jawa Swag, and his X-Wing is painted to resemble a crate dragon. I love <laughs> all of those things so Jawa much. Jawa Swag. Like, I just, I can't. Just flying a crate dragon through the air. It's amazing. Just... Okay, let's take this apart, though, because Jawa Swag, <laughs> like, what does that mean? Because swag is definitely a word that evolved after whenever this book was published. So yeah. What does that, that would have been like the late nineties? I have no idea. Where this... <laughs> like, like I, I assume maybe he just means like maybe he got it from a jaw or something. Right. So like, like, oh, yeah. Like, like it was. But now something... it just has a totally different meaning. Or is right, it? Now I... Like his R2 unit has a pair of sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> and red glowing eyes. Right. Um, swag, swag, swag. Like. Or is it, are we splitting the word up wrong? Is it Jawa's wag? And it's like a commentary on how they walk. <laughs> uh, oh. Even if it is, I prefer Jawa swag. Yeah, I mean, obviously. I'm going to go with Jawa swag. <laughs> we should ask James. He'll know. Yeah. James Jawa. Expert of all things Jawa. But his X-Wing, amazing. Yes. Yeah. The Just great dragon, great, great dragon. It's so great. He's the youngest kid on the squad with the most fearsome X-Wing. Because everyone else is like, here's some cool colors and check marks. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to turn mine into a goddamn dragon. <laughs> <laughs> this red stripe represents my many years of service to the Corillian. <laughs> Like, no, no I'm one cares. like a dragon. <laughs> no one cares about your red stripe. <laughs> so, I love Gavin. Bless Gavin. Gavin, while trying to get to his X-Wing, is trying to do his best to save Fall Court. And he thinks that the Corruptor ending up there is entirely his fault. Because for some magical reason, they were able to follow him through all of his hyperspace jumps over the course of two days. And so, running through the city, Gavin tries to lead them away, and he has, once he gets to his X-Wing, he gives Falcourt his blaster, and hopes for the best, and Gavin has ten minutes to do as much damage in his X-Wing as possible before he needs to hit hyperspace. He easily takes out the Interceptor's flying information. Back on planet side, Ares with the captain being jerks. They catch sight of the predatory X-Wing flying through, and Erisi knows that it's one of her old squadron mates and goes back to her ship. <clears throat> Once there, though, surprise, TIE fighters suck, and it, it, the battery is too cold to start up. I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> that was a problem with TIE fighters. Well, I mean, literally anything that can be crappy about a ship is a problem with TIE fighters. Yeah, that's true. 
And by the time she reroutes power and gets her TIE fighter in the air, he's too far away for her to catch him or to hit him with her lasers. So instead, overcome, she calls him a coward and tells him how everyone on Halnet is going to die because of him. Gammon, as much as it hurts him, knows he can't fall into her trap and promises Erisi that she's not going to come out of this alive. Erisi, you know, says that coming out of impossible situations is what rogues do. And Gavin bites back. Yeah, but you were never really a rogue, were you? Which should we should we hear how this all played out? Absolutely. I'm going to sit back and listen. Erisi reached over and punched up a broadband frequency selection for her comm unit. Fleeing X-Wing. This is Commander Erisi Dlarit from Thyveran Home Defense Corps. Land at once or be destroyed. Erisi? She recognized the voice immediately. Gavin, listen to me. You have to stop. If you don't, they'll get you. Don't you mean you'll get me? Erisi smiled. No, the imps will get you. Surrender to me and I can protect you from them. How should I do that? Give you my override code so I end up like Corin? Gavin's laughter stung her ears. <laughs> you want me? Come get me. I would if you weren't so intent on running. By shunting more energy to her engines, she could increase her speed, but her lasers would have no power to shoot Gavin when she caught him. If I had proton torpedoes, on the other hand, Isar is a fool, she thought. I... <laughs> <laughs> nice improv. Thanks. I, I never would have thought you a coward, Gavin, she said. Gavin laughed again. <laughs> a year ago, maybe even three months ago, you could have gotten me to turn back with that taunt, but not now. I'm not nearly as stupid as you'd need for me to engage you while Corruptor comes around and cuts me off. Rationalize your cowardice any way you want, Gavin. She knew she couldn't get him to turn around, so she tried to hurt him as their ships left hell in its atmosphere. Run away so you can come back later. Know you've doomed the people of Halinit. And know I'll kill you when, we, when next we meet. You'll pay for what you've done here, Erisi. Emotion filled Gavin's words, pinching their tone. For you, getting out of this alive will be impossible. Impossible is what rogues do best. Yeah, but you were never really a rogue, were you? Kilometers began to scroll up impossibly quickly on Erisi's rangefinder as the X-Wing ran up to light speed and entered hyperspace. Erisi watched it vanish, then pulled back on the interceptor's yoke and looped the fighter back toward Hal in it. No, I never was a rogue, Gavin. I never relinquished my grip on reality. She smiled as the corruptor came into view around the curve of the moon. I know where the true power in the galaxy is, and I know that if you keep trying to defy the impossible, eventually you fail. This is your time to fail. I feel like there should be like an evil, maniacal laughter after that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that was excellent. That was good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So one man show. That, one man, <laughs> no, one man so show good. is here all week. <laughs> I mean, this had to happen eventually with somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're all glad it was you, Heath. The yeah. difference was that Erisi was breathier. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I tried to make them a little different. <sighs> oh, good. So Gavin escapes and ends up back safely on the rogue's home base. And honestly, I needed way more of Gavin crying over Riv. This was not enough 
And by this, I mean one sentence. Yeah. This was not enough of a tribute to his BFF. Yeah, I'm bitter forever about this. Like, I feel like Peshk got more talk about his death. And that's... Yeah. I think he did. No one even remembers who Peshk is. He was Rogue 2 in the first book. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't matter at all. But right. we have gone to know and love Riv, and this was disrespectful. Yeah. Riv mattered. Riv was important. And I'm this just... is just awful. I'm just going to assume that Gavin is still in the first stage of grieving, which is denial. And so... We'll we'll get to the emotions eventually. Yeah. Maybe Asira will comfort him. I hope so. <laughs> so Wedge, being squad dad, assures that Gavin did the right thing and Gavin was not responsible for the corruptor ending up on Halinit and that it was already on its way there when they came in and jumped the rogues. <clears throat> Isard is publicizing the destruction of the, pl- the moon to coerce the other planets into paying them for the Bacta that the rogues have delivered. Wedge comments that they will not be making any attempt at aid for, at aid for any of the remaining people of Halinit. We get one line from Noir Ven there where he's like, why not? And that was it. Oh, Noir. He's been <laughs> like way too absent for my liking. It's not good. So their continuing strategy is to have the Bacta they capture be given to traders on the station for them to sell in exchange for munitions and other supplies they need and to continue fighting. So it's going to be harder for them to track where the stolen shipments end up. Part two is that the, they will raid and destroy smaller Bacta-producing colonies. They'll do it every time Isart hurts an innocent party. After cool. the debriefing ends... Yeah. After the debriefing <laughs> ends... Corn and Murex go out on a date, kind of. Corin agrees that the rogues have had, be- had been letting their guard down because they had a string of success, and people keep apparently coming back from the dead, except for Riv. <laughs> and so that's they need to tighten up their ranks for sure. Riv it's still has more... plenty of time to come back. Like bro, bro took like three books of like hanging that's out fair. and being chill. So Riv will come back for what? What did, what did you say? Starfighters of Adumar. Adumar. Yeah, Riv will Riv will show up and it'll be wonderful. That's true. And then the Gavin and Asir breakup scene will be that much more tragic. Oof, so sad. <laughs> so happy because he's finally with his true love. Oh my gosh! Yay. Beautiful. But not after oh, Wedge first tries to hit on with... Gavin a little bit. Well, yeah. Oh, my God. But I'm also okay with Gavin, Asir, and Riv being in a polyamorous relationship. I would be okay with that, too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when Riv comes back what they decide on. So okay. the date's just so... really awkward. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, Danny. Speaking of awkward. <laughs> so this next part. I wanted to um, give my interpretation of the scene because I feel like I missed something important or it was just a really awkward scene. <laughs> yes, please do. So Mirax <laughs> and Corin are having dinner and Oral Quirk walks up with three other Gans who have wonderful names, which I'm sad to see are not in the show notes. <laughs> I'm not going to pronounce them. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, it's Usar, Vli, Siron, Elon, and Vivir, Wiamati, of course. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> hard past. Anyway, the point is, Oral walks up and says, Hi, Corin. Hi, Marax. Queer would like to introduce you to three new Gans. And the three new Gans are like, 
hello, we are Gans. And one of the Gand is like, I am also a Gand. And Corn is like, in his head, he's like, I noticed that that Gand is using first person pronoun. Very interesting. And Quirk is like, well, great conversation. Now we're going to go away. And Corn and Mirax are like, that was a great conversation. And now they went away. And then it was the end of the chapter. <laughs> It was the worst. Yeah. Um, I think that's exactly what happened. Okay. Like, there wasn't something significant that happened in there that we missed? No. The, the significance is that there are Gans observing Oral. And that... They're criticizing him. They are, yes. They are critiquing him. And so he is under evaluation from his homeworld. And... Why? It doesn't seem like it matters now, but it will come later in the future. Do they like? Was he just not being a good Gand? Was someone back at no, Gand Homeworld is... just like, oh, Oral Quirk is up for evaluation. Better sense of people ought to watch him for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's normal. <laughs> Super. Does, normal. Is there a human equivalent to this? Um, I hope uh, not. Probably. Hey, Danny, you can't like make every alien thing equivalent to a human thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine, like, what, like, why this is, like, if people just showed up at your door one day and were like, sorry, it's been a while, we have to watch you, like, exist for a little bit to make sure you're doing okay. To, uh, time for your evaluation. You like, I would fail everything. Oh, 16 <laughs> minutes in the shower. Hmm, that's a little high. Hmm. Wait, a, a podcast about Star Wars that aren't even canon anymore? Hmm, okay. Uh, hmm. Weird. It's good use Poor of your time, story. sir. <laughs> Well, so that was the awkward end of that chapter. So next we cut to the rogues who are flying a mission at Kretu, Kretu, whatever, five. And they have 25, 24 fighters in all, including the three Gand who are observing Oral and who are happen to be flying heavily modified Thai bombers. At this the point, goal- Mike Stackpole is literally just like grabbing random letters from the <laughs> alphabet and putting them together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Topedo's. He like pulls him out of a hat. He's like a dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> just throws things at it. The goal is to destroy a bacter refining plant, and the rogues have had their initial bombing run, run and pretty much wreck everything. Wedge isn't exactly happy with what they have to do because of the collateral damage, but this is how they have to hurt Isard because she's not going to care about anything except her bacter production and the money that comes from it. The Twi'leks then come in for a second run to strafe the ground with their lasers. Eventually, Am I just, like, oh, a yeah, really horrible person? Because Witch goes on these huge things about how, like, people are dying, you say about it. I'm just like, okay. But you gotta kill them, man. This has to happen. Like, stop it. Stop dwelling. I think maybe I would eventually become someone like I said if I was in Star Wars. <laughs> you do have one red eye and one blue eye, after all. I always thought that was interesting. The blue one's my left one because it's the weak one. <laughs> good good uh, throwback there. <laughs> throwback and real. Very real. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, Wedge's monologues <laughs> are definitely, like, less self-serving than Corrin's, but they still go on real long in the middle of things like this. They sure do. Seth, that sure. silence is everyone judging you, I think. <laughs> I know. I, that's why I asked if I was an awful person. You can say yes. Wait, all those like, comments about her be being half... Star. All those comments about her being half android are actually true. Oh, no. We all know this. It's fine. 
So eventually, eight Thai fighters of the Teferian Home Defense Force come out to meet them and wedge a seer corn and oral easily dispense of them. Like, it's not even funny or amusing or worth their time. The refinery surrenders, everyone either fleeing or hiding. And so Wedge calls in Booster, a.k.a. Task Force Bantha, great name, and brings in, who brings in a troop of smugglers to haul away whatever Bacta's left. Wedge then asks Booster that while on the ground, he makes sure that the reparation claims are forwarded to him because he plans on taking care of the orphans and survivors. Wedge is, Wedge has a big heart. Also trauma from his past. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> In the next chapter, we go to Mirix and Booster, who visit Talon Carde. Finally. And finally. Finally. You, for those who have not read the Thrawn trilogy, Talon Carde plays a big role in it. You should probably just read it anyway. I always Plug assume for that the Thrawn Kade... cast over with our friends at Tashi Station. Yep. Yeah. I always assumed that Kade was going to be a lady. I don't know why. I mean, it would be a sweet lady, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. if they brought Kade into the canon, that would be a great character to gender swap. Absolutely. Carde's in uh Carde's in business with Quailiv Tapper. And important thing to note is that they are both slender and handsome. Of course they I, are. I think this book is described more men as slender than woman, and I'm yes. kinda happy with this change. <laughs> Yay, You're equality. Right. You're right. <laughs> this book has been all slender and handsome men. Though it does make some comments on ladies. Which are actually in this chapter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So they talk about, we get a little backfill when Booster was sent to the Mines of Kessel. Uh, Carde ended up taking some of his business over, which if if Booster had the resources, maybe Carde wouldn't be alive right now. But he is and everything's fine and they're kind of friends. They spend a long time talking about wine, which, okay. And in the end, we find out that Booster wants hella weapons for their fighters in exchange for the Bacta they did not send away to Coruscant. They discuss terms for a while, but Mirax reminds Carde that he would be an idiot to even think about selling out Wedge to Voru because once they win... And they will win. The back to trade will open up and it'll be in Cardi's best interest to make friends with Ashur now. They all agree. And Cardi does something that's obviously a friggin' bad choice. And brings in some rando woman to make all of the arrangements for the shipments. And I feel like any reader is going to see that this is not going to end well. Blood ladies in this book are always evil. Always evil. Always. Do not trust them. Though I have two things to say about this lady. One is that they go out of the way to say that her mouth is slightly too big. And I'm just like, mm, buddy, don't, don't yeah. say that. Weird. Um, could just say she's got a big mouth instead of saying it's too big. Also, her name is somewhat similar to Katniss. And I got excited about that. And then I was like, wait, she's probably going to be evil. And then I was less excited about it. But Katniss was evil. Excuse me. I'm just saying, everything was peaceful <laughs> until Katniss showed up. Don't make me fire you, Danny. Too good for the Hunger Games, whatever. I've wow. never done it before, but I'll do it now. 
Wow. <laughs> so after that, what's his name? Tapper makes some quips about Wedge and Booster shuts him down because he really believes in Wedge and it feels so good. I love that Wedge is just bros with everybody. So who doesn't like Wedge? He's goofy but kills everybody. Like He's it's just great. that guy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> With his killer smile, you mean, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, his ex-wife. <laughs> Returning home from the back to mission, Corin is reminded that it's the fourth anniversary of his father's death, and Merrix is off planet, and there's no one around to give him a hug or sympathy. It, that that's like literally directly out of the book though people <laughs> like Cora like yep. literally goes through every member of the squadron and explains why he's not friends with them <laughs> like this person isn't my friend because of this and this person isn't my friend because she's too busy being friends with this person and this person isn't my friend because she's too busy petting the lacou of this person <laughs> and then he brings up Lou Jane as well Wait, and then we're not there up. yet we're not there Lou Jane was my only friend <laughs> Same. Hold on. We still got some good Corin moments before. Sorry. Okay. Oh, we do? Are they good, are they? <laughs> yeah. So Corin comes up with my new favorite way of saying a long time, which is a lot of hydrogen had melted into helium and a lot of stars since. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I'm going to use it. I highlighted that. Okay. To make a note saying I hated it. Can we, can someone, I know that some of our listeners like to write fanfic. I would love it if someone would write can, fanfic as if Corrin was writing it. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. god. Be so Fanfic like in the style of Corrin Horn. But it's also about Corrin Horn. Well, obviously he would be the protagonist. what we mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Beautiful. Corinna's also feeling super jealous of Mirax because her dad's alive and loves her. Oh, <laughs> oh we it shouldn't laugh at this. It is just so Corin. He's also feeling sad and bad about things because he knows that dating Mirax would hurt his father's feelings and that he'll never get his father's approval of Mirax because he's dead. I know it's mean to laugh at Corrin for these things, but also I have been in like a similar position, so I feel like I am allowed to laugh at this. And it, like, I've never been jealous like Corrin has, but I have the potential to be, and I've chosen not to be. And Corrin is a grown man <laughs> who can't deal with his issues. So true. Corrin, I mean, Meg, you literally just said like 10 different emotions. Like, Corrin is sad, <laughs> and Corrin is jealous. Like, Corin has so many emotions, and Corin needs that self-help book that Saf wrote about being a yes. robot. Turn them oh, all yeah. off, Corin. Shut Turn it them down. Off. <laughs> all of them. So the strategy we find out for the rogues has been hidden runs and constant harassment of Imperial fighters, which is leaving everyone feeling drained, and Corin especially feels put out because it is not his style of fighting. <laughs> He <laughs> Corin especially puts out um, because it's not his style of fighting, and he'd rather like think that he's going to die because he's doing some dumb suicide run. As you do, as Corin does. So here's the part where Corin has zero friends. Oh, yep. sorry, and... I totally jumped the gun on this. 
Most importantly, we find out that Inyiri and Errol have been playing random, like, rare chance games, which is (laughs) adorable and wonderful. Is that what they're calling it it these days? (laughs) It is gals being pals. Sure. Gals being pals. This is where he brings up Lou Jane to be like, she would tell me that I'm making excuses not to have friends, but I have excuses not to make friends. <laughs> and I was like, how do you bring her up just for that reason? Um, would Corin bring up Lou Jane for literally any other reason besides Corin? I mean, that's no. true. <laughs> also, I like that we finally got a mention of Aniri and Errol, though, even if they didn't yeah. get seen. I like We talk about this every yeah. week, and I just like... Oh, I'm, I still want to hear more about these characters. This isn't enough. Yep, that's how you get. You get guess, one line. That's why people write fanfic, right? That's exactly why people write fanfic. <laughs> <I guess> that's <laughs> exactly why. Hmm. I'm suddenly understanding what it's like yep. to be a straight white male for the last 23 years. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm older than that. My birthday's coming up. It's a crisis. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Uh, Fine? Okay. For the last 19 years. (laughs) Since when were you younger than me? Always, Saf. Since now. Okay, so he eventually gets to the Tap Calf Flare Star, and who calls him over but Pash? One of his squad had problems with their engines, and so they flew in to get repairs. Pash was hoping someone would show up, a.k.a. he wanted Tycho or Wedge, and teach <laughs> these kids a thing or two about being a pilot. Do you think Pash, like, purposely sabotaged his pal's ship so he could have excuses to park? Yes. Yeah, this is, this is so funny, because, like, Pash is also, like, earlier in the book, was clearly thirsty for rogue friendship, and so... <laughs> He's so thirsty. He found it. <laughs> And Corin then engages in one of his favorite pastimes, talking about Corin. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. Like, Corin and Pash, neither of them wanted the other one, but they were both just like, I need a friend, I need a friend. Oh, yep. there's a person. I-, I guess this is oh, who it's going to hey, be. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Why I just love we Pash. be friends? Why can't in my in my head, Pash is Donald Gleason. Like I don't care that Hux is also Donald Gleason. <laughs> Pash is Donald Gleason in my head. Well, this is EU, so Donald Gleason can't be Pash. Exactly. Um, or Pash is Hux. Oh my god. No, hard pass. Because as we know, every <laughs> character in Star Wars is another character we already know. It's true. Secretly. And, and both Hux and Pash have dads who do things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it all makes sense. Uh, <laughs> this is irrefutable. I'm gonna shut this down. I, I was gonna say, I think some legends diehards would probably get upset with us comparing um General Kraken to no, no, what is the Elder Kraken to Brendel Hux? Yeah, Brendel Hux is terrible, so I'm going to move right along. Okay. And back on Typhira, Voru goes to meet Isard. He has good news for her, but he's hella weirded out when she's already in a as good of a mood as she's ever been. <laughs> Voru describes that Karnas, who was Talon's, you know, big-mouthed assistant, is, so surprise, surprise, a goddamn spy... And she told him where their next munitions pickup will be. Of course, it's in the Alderaan system. 
Wait, did they say that she had a big mouth to be like, she's got a big mouth, she's going to talk? Or was it just a comment on her appearance? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> Bring back legends. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, you put shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Voru wants to send all the ships to Alderaan, but Isard will only send the Corruptor and a ship that she happened to borrow from Grand Moff Teradoc, an interdictor cruiser. Which, earlier in the chapter, they're like, oh, the only thing that can hurt... Wedge was like, the only thing that's gonna harm us is an interdictor cruiser. As soon as he said that, I was like, I guarantee you, I know what's coming. (laughs) Do not jinx your jinx, Wedge. So when the rogues arrive in the Alderaan system, everything looks okay until Tycho picks up on a, a lot of signals showing up in his IFF, which, remember, is blasting an Alderaan frequency. Cardi's freighters appear led by Tapper. But before they can start the transfer of goods, boom, the interdictor cruiser, cruiser aggregator shows up. Mm-hmm. Wedge is feeling bad about this, but not too bad until another surprise the Corruptor comes in, turbo lasers blazing. And now the rogues are truly effed. I like how he was like, this is fine unless another status destroyer comes in and then a status destroyer comes in. He's like, Wedge, oh. stop! <laughs> also, like they would just send an interdictor without another plan. They're obviously going to send in another ship. Right? They don't do anything on their own. <laughs> <laughs> So the, re- the rogues are tr- trying desperately to destroy the cruiser, but there are way too many ties. And s- until suddenly, another cruiser, painted in the same scheme as Tycho's X-Wing, rises from the shards of Alderaan and opens fire on the Corruptor, turning it to slag. It's going to be... T- it ends up being completely ruined and it falls into like the orbital pull of whatever remains of Alderaan and going to be torn to shreds by the a- asteroids. Is that how gravity works? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is I new. Who invited <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson onto this podcast? Yes, no, no. That <laughs> would on, be Seth. him being, well, actually. <laughs> well, actually. Um, no, I. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Meg, your yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson voice is spot on. <laughs> 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 That's my general nerd voice. <laughs> General nerd. After, <laughs> yeah. That was After a the... deep cut How I Met Your Mother reference right there. Oh, it hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> so after the brutal assault, the aggregator is forced to flee. Wedge gives the remaining Imperial ships and life pods the chance uh, to surrender, or they're just going to kill them all, or leave them to die in frozen space. One of the two. Or three, whatever. Most of them choose to not die and surrender themselves to the pirates slash smugglers or to the rogues. The Alderaan ship, we find out, is the Valiant, and it's most likely an a artificial intelligence piloted ship that was slaved to another chance's frequency, which is what Tycho is using for his IFF. So it believes Tycho's X-Wing is another chance, and it wants to know what they're doing next. Wedge decides that it'd be pretty nice to have an Alderaan attack cruiser, so it's coming home with them to Yagdul. Does this ship have an AI in it? Like, of some kind? Yes. Because I love it. I love it so much. 
A lot of the Alderaan, Alderanian old school ships have AI. Oh, that's so good. I'm so happy. Because they're like, you know what's perfect beings? Robots. <laughs> they're totally right. I like Alderaan. Alderaan's pretty great. <laughs> Saf, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's a little oh. late. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the Alderanians are still kind of there. You might say that the Alderaan fan club is in pieces now. Oh, Danny. <laughs> oh, oh, too soon. you like this. <laughs> too soon. Make this happen like 40 years ago. <laughs> too soon, Saf. Too soon. <laughs> it's never going to not hurt Saf. That's true. Especially when they keep bringing it back. They're like, hey, do you want to see the Death Star that blew up Alderaan again? It works fine. <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, do you want to be reminded of where Bail Organa was when Alderaan was obliterated? Yeah, because it wasn't <laughs> Alderaan. Oh, that's right. I keep please, forgetting. How could he be on Alderaan me. when he was busy training Kylo Ren? <laughs> Danny. <laughs> oh my god, Danny. I love it. <laughs> Bail Organa is Snoke. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god, I can't believe both of Leia's fathers were like this. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna mute. <laughs> oh, I'm so this... sorry, Meg. Both of Leia's fathers were like this. <laughs> Meg, I love Bail, I'm sorry. Oh god, it's so good. <laughs> you know I love Bail, he's the only good space dad. Oh, he I is, can't... he would never do this. Heath, I'll save you some time. Austin photoshopped this a couple weeks ago. Oh, I was just going to say I can't wait to photoshop this. <laughs> Austin already got you covered. Where is well, it? I need to find it. Because we talked about this. Like... When did we talk about this? Oh, the, the uh, New Hope commentary. We talked about this. Yeah, uh, and it, it happened before, too. I forgot what episode, but MJ kept, like, talking about that, and I left the call. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, that was right. when I was being on. disrespectful to Baylor Connor. <laughs> He was being super disrespectful. <laughs> if Bale oh, was Snoke, he would have a very good dad reason for it, and it would exactly. be a good reason. Yeah, but there's no good reason for it, therefore he is not Snoke. I mean, he That's does terrible. have a habit of kidnapping Skywalker children to raise them on his own. He didn't kidnap him. Obi-Wan kidnapped <laughs> her and then gave it to Bale. <laughs> I used three different pronouns for Leia. That was terrible. <laughs> Let's go back to Rourke Quadrant. <laughs> right. Speaking of Bail Organa being Snoke, we have some listener responses from our question from last week. We asked you all, besides planning the insurgency, what else has Bro been up to during his death vacation? And we got a ton of responses, and some of them are so good. Um, Raising Fangirl said, Bro, he was hitting up Costco for Thor bulk hair gel sale. And hitting the tanning beds, bro. <laughs> so good. No, no one else thinks that's good. I, nope. I appreciate it. It was good. <laughs> He's got like a good tan for his shorts now. Oh, I was still muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was probably the case. <laughs> um, Nick said nothing, which is <laughs> so such it's like such a bro response. It's so good. <laughs> Why do all of our listeners really understand the bro? Oh my god. It's all of our listeners are bros. It's true. Ian Miller said, Bro is clearly shopping for the best shorts, which would annoy Corin and me the most. 
He was thinking about Korra in his whole death vacation. <laughs> yes, of course he was. By annoy, <laughs> do you mean distract? And by distract, do you mean sexually? Yes. Okay, just 100%. checking. Oh my god, that's what um, the fanfic written from Corrin's point of view is going to be about. He's going to write about the bro's Bro shorts. Thinking oh about god. no, he's gonna bro, he's gonna write about bro thinking about him the whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! The whole time he's shorts shopping. <laughs> oh Someone write it, please. <laughs> Make it happen. Do we have a listener question so far this week? Oh yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll have to save that one. Yeah. Someone will do it. Uh, Luke Brywalker said, Bro Jace took some time off to see Figrin Dan and the Modal Brothers at Brochella on Geobrosis and at Lala Brolooza on Dagobra. Geobrosis! That's like the best thing I've ever heard. Oh Dag- Dagobra. <laughs> Yo, I'm just going to Dagobra. <laughs> now I'm imagining like Yoda, it's like totally broke out and it's amazing. Broda. 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 Oh, oh my god. Geobrosis. <laughs> I love Geobrosis so much. Um, can oh. I just say that Lala Brolooza sounds like the worst place in the world? He <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Oh god, it's so good. Okay. Brochella's fine. Brochella. Brochella, I feel like people would go there. Oh yeah, they would. Spitfire said, I think Bro Jace was shooting that Rogue Squadron calendar. None of the others would be there to get in the way. <laughs> oh my god. Just as old as Bro Jace. I'd oh, be okay so with good. that. Bro Jace uncovered. Uh, <laughs> Let's not. Alright. <laughs> Nancy said he wrote M rated Bro Corn slash fic. Yep. He absolutely did. He was waiting. I like that they're each writing fan fiction about each other. That's great. <laughs> it's true love. True just, bro love. Just touch each other's butts already, okay? <laughs> Adam said bro has been hitting the gym and working on his goatee to match Corin. Okay, does, does Corin have a goatee? He does. Yeah. Oh. He's literally <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> I don't want to cosplay Corin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you need to. I'm gonna be a lady corn. I refuse to have a goatee. <laughs> uh, Mika said he's been watching motivational holovids from higher bro mantuing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Higher bro mantuing, mantuing the third to reach his final bro form. Hashtag sent bro. <laughs> oh my Jay said he's been visiting Higher Grand Moff Mantuin Mantuin the Third, the resort named after Frigate Higher Grand Moff Mantuin Mantuin the Third. <laughs> this is getting, is getting out of so control. complex. I, I love, I love it. it. We're we're gonna need a story group soon. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Aren't we? Oh my goodness. RP level cannon. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> To be fair, Higher Grand Moth Man to Me, Man to Me the Third is a very complex character. Yeah. It's oh, true. yeah. It's true. Brian said he's been traversing the galaxy visiting various hemp fests in different cultures. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corin, you want some? The Alderadian <laughs> stuff is good, but people just don't Yo, appreciate bro. that Naboo. Bruh. Just take a hit, bro. 
I okay. I want to build off this and imagine that bro has a blog where he blogs about the hemp from all the different planets and like oh my them god on a scale. Yes. Oh my god. Gunkin hemp, six out of ten. <laughs> Sarah said that bro need, desperately needed to update his entire wardrobe to the latest cut, cutting edge fashion. Short pants are in. Short shorts in. Jonathan Nerf Baker said he's been training to out douchebag Corin. That'll be hard to do. (laughs) Impossible. (laughs) Hassan said he's working on his catchy phrases in the mirror. That's good. That's good. Ben said he's been scouring the galaxy for new styles of cargo shorts and pastel polo shirts. (laughs) Oh, just just like. the most bro outfit. It is. So good. He's wearing at least two polos. Colors <laughs> <laughs> pop to the sky. Absolutely. At least two polos. <laughs> <laughs> ben- oh, I just read Ben's. Brandon said he poured his family's money into a short, short clothing store that failed hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> zero yes we have a follower named zero now as in zero the hut oh my god zero the hut talks to me sometimes it always makes my day oh my god followed Jamie. me today i got so excited and zero, zero said who can do a good zero voice and can read the answer Danny, can you do a zero voice? oh i don't know I vote. he's the been hanging out with me chilling in the sunshine <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Danny, you should cosplay as Zero the Hut at yes! Celebration. Yes. <laughs> there was never any other option. <laughs> or maybe like you, at the very least. You should be a different do... hut each day. <laughs> I should try to do like wardrobe inspired by Zero the Hut. You totally should. That would be amazing. I'll just wear like XXXXL purple t-shirt or something. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Matthew Appleby said he's been writing his Cornhorn Brojace fanfic, Bros in Space. Beautiful. So much fanfic. (laughs) And finally, Jenna said he's been doing watercolors. I like that. I love this because in the notes, watercolors is just so much smaller than every other thing. So it's just like watercolors. It's so good. (laughs) It's pretty pretty cute. Good work, everybody. This was a good week for the listeners. This is like response. one of the best listener responses we've ever had. It was really well good. Done. So this week's question, what would you name your Imperial Star Destroyer slash Alderanian attack cruiser? Ooh, that's a good one. We can think on it a week because I want I want them to be good. Wait, because you have to have... Can we... You have to have... Yeah, can we give ours next week? Yeah, we can. Yeah, that's what I meant. We can give I, ours next week. I want to think of a really good one for this, and, right? Yeah, because and, I mean, the Imperial Star Destroyer has to strike fear in the hearts of your enemies, and then the your Alderaan <laughs> attack cruiser has to, you know, build them back up. Can we okay. be reminded what the names were from the chapters? Yeah, by going back and reading the chapters. Aggregator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, that was the. Thing. Aggregator was the, but I mean they're all kind of like that. The vir- virulent, the corruptor. So the theme yeah. is Imperial Star Destroyer is an angry name, and Alderaan Attack Cruiser is a happy name. Basically, that's how they've been traditionally named in the past. Okay, okay. Got it. 
but we can listen listen to your heart song <laughs> my yeah, heart we'll have to do song. that next week and unlike yeah. some far far away radio podcasts we'll actually answer our listener question next week when we say that we're going to do that wow that's some shade Jenny's throwing out some shade <laughs> So, listeners, if you want to answer this question and give us good answers like this week has been, you can hit us up on Twitter at RoguePodron. You can find us at our website on roguepodron.tumblr.com. You can email us at roguepodron at gmail.com. And you should absolutely subscribe to us via the Far Far Away radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And also, leave us cool reviews. Yes. So next time, which will actually be in two weeks, listeners, because I will be in Paris. Hashtag humble brag. Fancy. <laughs> we'll be doing X-Wing, The Back to War, chapters 25 through 29. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew, 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 Oh my god, how great would it be if that bomb noise happened again right now? <laughs> Just right. Oh, that would be so good. Maybe not great, because what if it was an actual bomb? Meow. I oh, would cat be okay with a cat ball. Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. very um, on-brand episode of Star Wars Rebels this last weekend. So just sure like a, a quick rundown what your thoughts about seeing seeing, seeing, seeing that other rando pilot join the crew. <laughs> Wait, did, did that just happen for everybody else? <laughs> Danny just dropped the remix. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>